Hey y'all, this is the Heard You Sis podcast. I'm Kills. I'm Danny, and we have a special guest today. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, everybody. My name is OG Click Clack. I'm feeling your vibe, OG Click Clack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, how was your week, OG Click Clack? We like to start our episodes off with a how was your week? All right. Well, my week was very eventful. Mm-hmm. It was uh informative. Okay. And it was pretty good. I went up. So yeah, it was good. That's good. That's good. How was your week at Killer? Um, I'm not going to lie. I was kind of like, I was PMSing. I didn't realize it, but I was, you know. Damn, I was just about to ask you, girl, are you PMSing this week? Because I definitely was. Yeah, because I, I don't know. Maybe we synced up or something. I told you that the last time that we were synced. You think uh, so? I well, def- I'm good. I'm glad for this sync because... Push it back earlier, not around my birthday. I'm cool with that. May, this may be TMI, but whatever. Anyway, so I realized that I was like hella annoyed <laughs> at everything. Like mm-hmm. everything this week was just like blowing me. Like my job was blowing me. Everything was just like blowing me. Like, and usually my manager was like, yeah, we're going to get the money this week. Da, 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 da. And in the back of my head, I'm like, nigga, this ain't my money. Like, you feel me? That's the <laughs> attitude I had this week. Like, I don't fuck give a fuck money. about this money, my nigga. It's not my money. Like, We're going to get the money So, yeah, week. like, that's the type of vibe I had. I don't think it was necessarily positive. Um, <laughs> and that's why I didn't really want to be around anybody or whatever. Oh, I um, definitely get the feeling. I understand that, not yeah. wanting to be around anybody. You um, feel me? It's because I don't like portraying that energy on other people. I just feel like, you know. Same. But same. how was your week, though? Um... Excuse me. I just got back from vacation on Wednesday. I was very sad that I had to go back to work. Mm-hmm. Where did you go? I went to Costa Rica. Um, my mom celebrated her 70th birthday. Okay, hola. Um, and we had a great time. Like she, it, she climbed 600 stairs to the mountains and zip lined 11 zip lines down. Was she scared of the zip wow. line? I was more scared than she was. Girl, you done been ziplining. But happening? guess what? Shit, when you see that, when you on this little plank that's fucking 80 meters in the air, you're like, the fuck? And then you got to get rappelled down. No, nah, you be scared. Like, that height, that height is too much sometimes. Yo, we, I th- did you go on that retreat? You went with me on that retreat, right? Yes, we did. And that little that, that shit was not good for me. You forgot I was I was. You skin- killing me like you never been on this shit. <laughs> like, if I didn't know you, I wouldn't know that you've been on it. You took my summer. Just, I'm so scared. A phobia of heights doesn't go away because you accomplished the phobia. Girl, you done okay. ziplined like, into water. You done did all kinds of shit. Like, and guess what? I could zipline upside down and I will still be afraid of heights. Okay. But um, we also, like, we went to see the volcano and I had never seen a volcano in my life. So that was something that was different for me. Okay. I mean, um, but we had a really good time. Like she just kept saying, like you know, this trip was so amazing. So shout out to my siblings for and myself for um, <laughs> making sure that she had a great time. Um, mm-hmm. But other than that, I had a really good week. I had a really good night last night too. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So. Mm. So, let's get into this episode. So, <laughs> click like. Tell us a little bit about yourself. I mean, um. There's so much. I would prefer you to pick a starting point. Give <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, okay. Um, go ahead, Akilah. All right. We could talk about... All right, so I know you had, like, kids young. You have two two children. Mm-hmm. So how was it having kids at a young age? Do you feel like... Um, did it stop? Because I think a lot of the misconception when like having kids at a certain age is like you missing out on stuff, you missing out on fun, like you know being a teenager. Do you feel like 
that was a thought of yours or like no? Nah, I mean, I I came up with a whole different mindset when I was growing up anyway, because mm-hmm. like I was really influenced by like a lot of street people oh. and stuff like that. So initially, my first reason for having a child or my desire to have a child was really to leave something on this earth in case I get knocked off. Mm. Oh wow! You know, because I was like really dancing and flirting with death and having sex with her and all types of shit. You okay. Know what I mean? So death was like really around me a lot, you know, and I felt like. If I if I was to get pushed off the planet by one of my rivals, you know, at least I could leave like a child behind that could do something better, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever. And I also like I wanted my mother to have something too, cause I'm my mother and my father's only child. Oh wow! You know, so it's like you know I was really really playing on the edge and stuff. But having a child young, I mean it does have disadvantages if you're into being like a teen or some young person. Okay. But I didn't grow up that way. I've, I've been a man since I was six, really, because my father died yeah. when I was six. Wow. You know, so after that, it was just, you know, me and my moms. And my moms, you know, she's been through a lot, too. She, my mom's been to prison and stuff like that, too. So, you know, I came up in a hard household, right. you know. So my mom's not really knowing how to to raise a man and not make him soft, she detached a lot of stuff from me. Mm. So I wasn't really one of those emotional kids that want to hug and, you know, listen, you know, be all up under mommy and stuff like mm. that. But she wasn't training me that way. Like, if I started whining about something, my mother would tell me, you know, get down and do some push-ups. Mm. I mean, what the fuck is you whining for, boy? Get down on the floor, give me some push-ups. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but, let me, you know let me shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. right, you know? So when um my son, Jaquan, was born, you know, I was uh, 17, going on 18, right? And I didn't think about, you know, what I'm giving up or anything, you know, because at that point, even though I was a heavy street person, I was doing great in school. I was already about to graduate and all that stuff. So I really care about that. Um, And as far as fun, I still had fun. So, I mean, but it depends on the lifestyle of the person, really. Yeah. Yeah. You know? That is true. Yeah. So do you feel like um, you're like, you know, like you, you did say that, you know, you feel like you had to grow up fast because of the fact that, you know, your mom had to raise you to be a man young because you lost your dad. How did that affect you? Like, I mean, again, being so young, it really didn't affect me at all because okay. a lot of my emotions was already turned off from what I was exposed to in life. Uh, okay. You know what I mean? So it was like, I already knew people die, you know? So it's like when they die, I'd always looked at it as they graduated to the next stage of life. I never okay. looked at it as a loss. I just looked at it as they moved to their next place. Uh, you know what I mean? So it never really hit me hard. Like other people take death as a loss. I don't mm-hmm. take it as that. I take it as the person has the opportunity to move on to the next phase in life, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. You know, what? How did your mom take? Because I know you said your mom been through a lot, and she tried to mold you into like kind of like cutting off your emotions. Mm-hmm. But how did she take your father's death, though? I mean, well, my mom was a real G, so she wasn't boohooing or none of that shit. Yeah. She she was like a soldier you, about did shit. Did you feel like she felt it though? Like it's you know? possible, it's quite okay. possible. But again, my mother really didn't show much emotions growing up to me either because like I said she been through a lot my mother went through foster care and all types of stuff so you know yeah. it was like a whole lot of stage being set for yeah you know for me to have one hell of a ride you know and like 
I'm grateful to even be at this point today to even still be around to, to talk to people and express to people that, you know, I, I survived it and I also learned from it. You mm-hmm. know? I didn't let it keep me in that space. You know, I didn't stop growing mentally, mm-hmm. you know, and I was always like a real sharp person. And um, in school, they wanted to skip me from fifth grade to 11th. Oh, you know? wow. You know what I'm saying? So my mother didn't want that done, though, because funny thing, right? She wanted to, like, keep me amongst my peers because she said, oh, high school kids, they smoking weed, they they having sex. You know, I want you to grow up with your peers. You know, I want you to grow up too fast, right? When, you, uh-huh. when did you start doing that, But she, she didn't know I was already having <laughs> sex and smoking weed, so it didn't really make a difference, you know? And yeah. all the kids in the school in that fifth I, grade? Yeah, I started smoking weed in fourth grade. Wow. Yeah, That's kind of crazy. Can wow. I ask you this? Because I feel like a lot of black men, they always, like, lose their virginity to somebody really older. Was that you? Yeah, I lost my. Well, funny, funny thing about that, right? You know, I'm not like I said, I'm not embarrassed to talk about stuff. You know, funny thing about it, when I lost my virginity, I realized I didn't lose it the time I thought I did. Mm-hmm. You know, because I was young, I didn't know about sex the right way yet. Uh, I wasn't getting the right information. No, you, you know? stick it in, it happened. Right, but look, yeah. this is it, right. <laughs> so he, he's going, he's going to go there, girl. He's going to go there. I didn't know what was going on. Mind you, I'm still young. You know, I'm trying to get my my, my action going, right? Yeah. And, you know, I guess looking back, I realized what I did. I just had it in between her legs and the oh. moisture. Uh. You know, so, you know, <laughs> I thought I was getting some action, you yeah. know, and I'm I'm having fun. I, you know, my little puppy water came out of everything, right? Not puppy water. Yeah, <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? <laughs> right? So, you know, I'm I'm thinking I, I don't, you know, I done crossed over, you know. And then one day, uh, you know, another sister who was a little, you know, more mature than me. Well, we was in school still, you know, we stayed after school and hide in the coat closet, right? So she was like, pull it out, pull it out, you know, so I pulled it out, whatever, and she mm-hmm. playing with it. She pulled her pants down and turned around and like stuck it in. And I felt the difference and I was like, holy shit, pussy felt like this? This shit wasn't what I thought it was. Well, you're like, right, yeah. you know, so then I was like, oh, so the other time I didn't even do nothing, you know, I was yeah. like, wow, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But yeah. So you was pumping to the crew that you lost your virginity and you didn't. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nigga, I lost my virginity. No, I, no you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just, you know, you know, a little bit beyond dry humping. But yeah. I um I know we talked about this off air, mm-hmm. but because we you weren't you weren't mm-hmm. um here for this. But mm-hmm. when we started talking about like making decisions to have kids with people and you know what kind of decision is that? Like, you know, how does it weigh on you? And so we basically were talking about how, um, like, I know I spoke about how I feel like if I'm going to wait this long to have kids with somebody, I'm going to make sure that it's right. Right. And I know you spoke about how you feel like you didn't, you didn't, you don't feel like you necessarily made the right decision I with did. the person, right. you know? And cause you know, some people be like, you know, if this was, if I get the same kid, I mean, I was have this kid again, but it's just the person that I had the kid with or whatever. Right. So you f- why do you feel like you made those decisions? Were you feel like because you were young? Well, like your, your ag- choice? again, initially, the first one with my son, mm-hmm. it was really for me to leave something behind in okay. case I got, you know. So it, it wouldn't have really mattered of the person or? Not at that point, no. Really, when I, when I even selected the female, right, mm-hmm. that I was... Uh, that I ended up impregnating. When I first met her, you know, if you were 
in life someone ever gets to talk to her about it, she'll tell you the same shit. Like when I first met her, I was like, yo, you are cute. You gorgeous. We're gonna, you, you're going to have my son. <laughs> you know when people say that to me I'll be like get the fuck away from me because like, sometimes they be dead ass you are living proof that she was dead ass serious I dead like serious. yeah I done talked to somebody and they like yeah you gonna give me another oh you gonna oh, give whoa. me another one another who yeah, no, baby. yeah no. and at first she was like what I don't even know your name and I was like my name is Click Clack you know my mama called me Russell but you know let me take you out, take you shopping, change your wardrobe, and get ready to have this baby. You know? Wow. She, she started, like laughing at first. But I, I like, believe he's telling shopping. the very much truth. Very much <laughs> the truth. And I took her shopping, and then I moved in with me, and next you know, you know, she's pregnant. What's the first time that you went to jail? The first time I went to jail, I was 11 years old. Uh, 11? Yeah. That's kind of What was young. that for? That's juvenile, though, right? I, yeah, well, do juvenile. they care about that? Because you know when nah, you're black, you would they put you, they put you in. Because yeah. you know Rikers got a, a, a juvenile too. They put you yeah. in Rikers? But no, I didn't go to Rikers at 11. I went The first time I went to Rikers, I was 15. Okay, wow. But I wasn't supposed to go then. So I you wasn't supposed kid. to? You yeah. weren't supposed, supposed to go to then? 16. Yeah. Supposed to be 16. But like I said, you black, you a man. Yeah. They, they look at you like you sick. I mean, at six years old, you're a just like RNDC is just. RNDC, baby, you been there? She's 74. You forgot. You forgot. You forgot. My boy. I've been to RDC, my baby. Big, my 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 brother, like I'm telling you, like that shit is different. Like you go there when you 16, 17 just to see your friend. I'm I'm a few years older than him, but it's just like you go there to see them at 18. That shit is traumatizing. You got on a dress. They put making you put on like green long shirts because oh, they yeah, said yeah. that your your bra is showing. You can't even see the bra. You just yeah. see the line of the bra. And I'm yeah. like, it's what the fuck? One turn... time they had me take out my ponytail. Yo, they made me take out my ponytail. Girl, Yo. I was looking crazy going to I had enough. Day. I couldn't believe I had, it. I had to take the Good piece and wrap it around. Because like, <laughs> I looked the fucking mess. <laughs> I had a bun. They had me take out the piece in the Good thing, I was putting pieces Good thing my bun, brother girl. did not like me. Cause that <laughs> shit would have deteriorated. Cause when I tell you, I had like the little nub, and I had to wrap the piece around the nub. Yo, that shit was right. a no go. Look, like. y'all overthinking it. Technically, right? <laughs> Look, cause when I'm gonna tell you from the from the visitor's perspective, okay? Right? They don't care. They just want to see somebody. They want to see a yep. female, right? They want to talk to a female. You know, kiss on them, touch them. If it's a, it's a plus, oh, but, it never was that. But, but I'm just saying, yeah, that's the people. <laughs> I'd have touched on the dance floor, right? But, floor, right? Yeah, on the yeah. dance floor. Yeah, it definitely. You know, I've had. <laughs> I had sex in the visiting room. I mean, no, yeah. how yes. did that? Wait, wait, wait. But, let's get into that. Like, right. sorry, let's let's. How the fuck did that happen? All right, it's different uh, scenarios that are present itself. You know, like for example, like when I was upstate in. Uh, oh, this, okay, okay. No, I've, I've done it on the island too. Wow. Yeah, I've done it on Rikers Island. In the little boxes. Like when I had some cage don't visits. have boxes though. No, like cage visits. Yeah, this is like when you know when you cut people and you get caught weapons. I had yeah, cage like visits. when they in like when they in a you know, solitary, right? Right. Yes. You know what I mean? When they in a box. Cage visits is possible depending on what COs is working and shit like that and where they place you in a cage because the cage the cage up obstructs your view after a certain amount of cages. Mm-hmm. You can't really see through the gates anymore. So mm-hmm. if you're like in a sixth, seventh, eighth cage or whatever, you and your shorty, it's kind of kinky because you all shackled up. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's crazy. I never, because I've heard people say that, but I've been, because when I went to see somebody or whatever, I was dating somebody that that was in and out or whatever. And 
we will always meet where like you know the chair is right there the little t- table like, yeah, the little yeah table and right. right there or like it would just be like knee to knee so it's not like yeah like me like being able to touch but you hug too long hey hey hey, hey. you yeah. feel yeah. me like but again it depends, depends on, on who you are right yeah. And, yeah and the office is like you feel like you have staying like you was able yeah to do definitely shit like that. yeah I, I definitely i got longer visits than average person and shit because mm-hmm. like like when i was there it was certain officers like tyson and all of them working the dance floor you know and they had a different level of respect for the dudes who, you know, right. pop off versus the dudes who are just inmates. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? There's a prisoner and an inmate mentality. Like, I was a prisoner. I wasn't an inmate. An inmate is like the dudes that go for everything. They work with the system. They're like, you know, in there. They're mm-hmm. just, you know, uh, institutionalized. Mm-hmm. So what you think is the difference between a prisoner? Like, prisoner is not going like, to form. Yeah. You know what I mean? A prisoner is like... I'm not gonna just go for anything. Like for you example, you are who you are outside and inside. Like right, the change. Yeah, yeah. And it's like for example, they had a, a moment when I was upstate in a Green Haven Correctional Facility. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this was like 1996. Right. And um, while we were serving time, they wanted to you know extend the prisons and build cells. Right. But they was trying to get the prisoners to build cells instead of <laughs> hiring outside Our contractors. People, right. right? Now, at first, you know, when they started pr- propositioning people, they was like, get the fuck out of here. We ain't building no cells for my kids or none of that shit. The fuck out of here. You going to put my kids in there. I ain't building that shit, you know? And so, people started conforming. Right. But then you had- You get a little, little coins. No, they started offering a little bit more, right? Saying, yo, if you work and build the cells, we'll pay you 300 a month. You know what I mean? So then you had dudes going three hundred a month. I ain't getting no money from home. I ain't getting no visits. I'll build them fucking cells. So then it became a division because some of us was like, "Nigga, where you going?" Like, I'm going to build cells. I'm like, "Now fuck that." So we would beat them yeah. up, cut them. So then they started separating everybody and shit like that. And again, you have some dudes that they even they even went as far as to offer dudes like trailer visits. The bill wow. sales. Like, yo, we get you. Yeah, you ain't getting no pussy in like five years. Right. That shit. What kind of way? Where the sales supposed to be? You still support by four. Ah! Right. Don't y'all do that one time. I can do that. Yeah. One time. But, but you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's the that's morality. Their morals. Right. Their morals. Have no changed. matter what, I would not build a cell for anything. Yeah, when you stand tall, when what's the yep. saying? When you stand for something, you fall for nothing, nothing. or some shit like stand that. Stand for something or you fall, fall for, for anything. anything. There you right. go. My bad. Mm-hmm. But that's a great. So sorry, we skipped over the part of how the fuck you had sex in on a dance floor. Cause all right, well again, there's multiple ways. Me. No, I told I told the one the cage visits. Right? You told me cage visits. You told right, me but everything. There's, there's other ways too. Like for example, when I was in um in a state facility, this was a medium. Um, which jail was this? I've been in so many of them shits. Uh, I believe this was Oneida. No, this was Mid State. This is in the same hub because mm-hmm. Oneida, Midstate, Marcy, and uh, I think o- Oneida, Midstate, Marcy, and is that the furthest one, Oneida? Uh, like, isn't that one like mad far? Like, not nah, the furthest one, I believe, is Clinton because it takes like ten and a half hours. Oh no, not that one. So long. The, this, yeah. I think Oneida's like four uh, hours out of New York City. I mean, nah, Oneida's kind of far too. It's far. Oneida's I think like that's where I think yeah. that's where Chris was at. I think it's like eight hours. But um, anyway, when I was in that facility, uh. Mid state, I believe it was, right? I mean, um, was it mid state? Yeah, it was mid state, right? 
You ain't got to break your brain for I'm, it. I'm trying, I'm trying to make sure because, you know, like, nah, because when people look at this, they're going to, like, fact check shit anyway because this is how people are. So, you know. That I, ass. I, how, I try you got to be accurate. Yeah. I, Niggas I try to try definitely be like, right information. he lying. Yeah. You can't do that damn. Shut yeah. the right. fuck up. You know I mean? like, <laughs> but, um, oh, the, the jail I was in, I believe. Oh, what the hell is the name of it? Marcy Mohawk. Mohawk. That's okay. the name. Mohawk, right? Mm-hmm. I was in Mohawk. I was in 73F at the time, right? That's the housing unit. And in the visiting room, we went to visit. There was like, you know, you could take pictures and people be lining up to take pictures. Oh, right? yeah. I never took pictures. You took pictures, girl. You I, was I real said, cute in that picture. I ain't going to so, Yo, for just... <sighs> So I keep getting inquiries on that picture, okay? <laughs> so while they while they was lining up to take pictures, you know, my shorty had on sweats, you know, the the, the uh, windbreaker style, the swishy joints, right? Uh-huh. Right. So she had on those, and I'm like, cool. I'm gonna just pop these greens. I'm gonna pop my shit over the top of it, like, and stand there, like we went waiting online. I pulled the sweats down. Nobody was seeing y'all on the line. I mean, people were seeing us right here, but as long as the police don't see me, I don't give a fuck. Mm. I'm trying to get mine's off. Niggas, niggas, niggas is, is minding their business because be everybody trying to get their shit. Right. And then you had jails like Greenhaven. I was in that jail, state prison back then in the 90s, right? And like they had a they had opened up a new visiting room. They had an old visiting room and a new visiting room. Mm-hmm. The old visiting room was like a bar style joint. It's just like you sit across a big ass bar. This, like it's separated from okay. floor down, so you can't really do nothing in that visit room. But the new visit room, it has an inside, outside. It has like this little like area where the um the vending machines was lined up against uh-huh. the wall and stuff like that. On the outside, there was like a little like a ledge that came over that like a foyer area that kind of prevented the tower from seeing. So uh-huh. people would go out on the outside part and play the wall, you know, and tell they, like, we always tell people ahead of time, like, yo, if your family come, your moms, your grandmas, don't come outside because outside is lit. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. People <laughs> people would tell people ahead That's of time. That's crazy. You know what I mean? So sometimes motherfuckers would come out there and shit and you see a chick bopping, bop, 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 sucking a nigga off and shit, you know, and it's like, oh, let me go step over here. Come on, baby, we're going to go over here and get me some too. Like, Fuck, you know, yeah. Yeah. So. That's kind of crazy. I ain't going to hold you. I'm going to be real. I mean, I felt like I was a little, I was a love drunk when I was visiting this specific nigga back and forth in jail. But I don't, <laughs> but I legit don't think that I would have been fucking though. Cause you know what I'm saying? Like it was sometimes I felt a little too uncomfortable when the kiss got a little crazy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like these niggas is all in your face. Like they don't see no action. They like this, they ready. Like yeah. why y'all doing a little be, Yo, I remember one time, I don't remember what jail we went to, but I remember the, the bus left. It was me and his moms. Shout out to my brother. Um, me and his moms, we went on the bus all the way up there. That shit was mad uncomfortable riding that fucking bus. Mm-hmm. And like you get there and niggas is in your face. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, they staring. I'm like, Thirsty. yo. No, like, I'm not going to hold you. They be in your face. Especially it, if you even look half decent. Like, yeah. they staring. Because what's shit, the name? In, in Rikers, if you take the bus and you get off at a certain stop, they be there. So they be dun, 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 banging on the gate. Yeah. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, yo, my nigga. <laughs> you will never touch any of us. Stop <laughs> hanging on this fucking gate. They can't help okay. themselves. So, I mean, they can't help it. They look. can't help it. I I've heard so many stories about like, um, I know someone who were, who was a CEO and basically, he tells me all the time like, these niggas is wild. Like they be jerking <laughs> off to the girls and shit like on some disrespectful right shit. in front of the. 
Yeah, they do that shit. And the thing it. is that like you can you can snitch on them, but it's like you could you, you <laughs> could like, they're gonna keep doing that shit. You could Don't you matter. could add more time onto their time, they're gonna keep doing it. Doesn't matter. That's like true. they ask like you seem like you're more one of the chill like now. Okay, yeah. you feel like you was wild? You yeah, feel like, definitely. Yeah, because they be wilding in there. <laughs> they be wilding. They be, yo, he be telling me stories sometimes. Like, yo, they would ask you the same question 40 times. Like, the same fucking question. Yo, I'm, I'm they be wilding. But, I mean, hey, they. what can you do? You're see, around these people all day. That's true. It's, it's the mind state, right? It's a mentality. Right? Yeah. Prison, prison has an energy about it, right, that... You could either, you got some people that come in and just stay out of everything mm-hmm. and stay out of everybody's way and just quietly do their time. But it looks like it's it's a slow suffering ass bid to do it that way, mm-hmm. you know. But you got people who do it that way. Then you got some people who've been through it before, so they come in and they already established that they're respectable dudes, and you, just, you ain't gonna fuck with me, but we gonna keep it solid like this, and that's that, mm-hmm. right? Then you have the the type of person who comes in there who's afraid, right? Mm-hmm. And in their mind, they're hearing all these stories about jail, right? I feel bad for those So, people. no, I, but I'm here's a, the thing. Those... I'm going to be that bitch. But those, sometimes, <laughs> those are usually the ones that turn out to be the wildest because of the fear of something happening yep. makes them attack faster. faster. Okay. Yep. You know what I mean? Which, and once they get caught up in the motion of it, sometimes they, they get it. turned on by it. Because you have some dudes who were soft in the street who... Got turned up in jail and became a live wire in jail, and it's like, yo, yeah, this nigga, like, yeah, like, I know the boy, I know and, and, and then you, right. and then you come out at the jail, and this nigga is turning this shit up, he like, turning up, you know whole right now, like, but, yeah. So it, 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 it's, it's about, it's something about the, the way System. you get caught up into, mm-hmm. it. like, whichever route you take. See, because like when I first, first went to Rikers Island, right in the eighties. My thing was, I used to hear about people taking people's sneakers and, you know, dudes would come home from jail with other sneakers on that wasn't the ones they had when they went in. Fuck the sneakers. Mm-hmm. You ain't right? taking my cootie cat. <laughs> well, That's all. That's I a mean, lot of stabbing a bitch. I mean, Rikers Island, <laughs> Rikers Island, we're talking about Rikers. Like, Rikers, the odds of somebody raping somebody on Rikers, they really have to really be sick already because it's just like jail. It's not even prison yet. And it's niggas from the hood for real. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. a lot of people know each other up in this bitch. Like, right. I mean, but... You know the the rape thing. Even even that is like stereotypically blown out of proportion. Uh-huh. You think so? Yes, yeah. I know so. I mean, oh, he, well, he been yeah, there. He yeah, knows yeah. so. Okay, that's true. I've For- I've spent twenty <laughs> I've spent twenty two years in prison. That's okay. the longest time you've ever spent like solid going through. I did nope. eleven in the state, eleven in the feds. Wow. Right. So it's uh again, it's like. The rape situation, I've only, I've only seen like two situations where someone was raped. You know what I mean? And it wasn't, it wasn't like because a nigga was sexy and or soft looking and none of this crazy <laughs> shit. It was like, uh, See, I'm a lesson. That's what I'm saying. It was- no, it wasn't about a lesson either. But one incident, right? You had a dude who was just like he was just a booty bandit. That's what they call him. The type. Yo, of we right? we've heard. He, right? Yo, you don't gotta get so, into that. Now, yes. Now look, <laughs> come through. I feel bad for people that right. this but, shit happens. But no, 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 I'm not laughing right? at that. I'm laughing at this, the right. the video. Yeah. Right. So now, as it as it played out, you know, he's he's the type of person, but he waits for someone to lose a fight. Like if a person gets knocked out, he's gonna jump on their back. You know oh. what I mean? And, and nobody gonna say nothing, stop him? I mean, they don't give a fuck about the nigga that's on the floor. 
that shit. Wow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So wait, he'll so wait, he'll wait until he gets knocked out, pull his pants down, and rape him. Yeah. Right now. Wow. Also, there was another incident, and in like, and um, I was in the feds in a Fort Dix correctional facility. Right. So um, it's like a low low security facility. Right. Uh huh. And you won't expect stuff like that to happen in a low security, but it was one dude who was raping all the child molesters. Okay, oh, I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah, you know Go ahead. So, yeah. Rip that booty you take, open. You, take, you trying to, you trying to wild shit. people. You taking <laughs> shit. Oh, we taking shit for real. Yeah, Rip that you know shit right? wide so, open. Yeah. But those are usually like the 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 most common types of rapes. Okay, right? okay. That, that's why I was going to ask. Like, do you guys, not you guys, but I you know, know like, yeah. do, do they usually rape people who rape people? Like, yeah. I mean, usually the, the actual rapists, motherfuckers who are locked up, like with high, uh, Oh. Public rape—they're usually in PC. They're oh, in voluntary yeah, yeah. protective custody yeah, because they already know they're gonna have a hard fucking time. You know what I'm saying? So do it be cops locked up too? Uh, yeah, but but still separate locations, separate uh yeah, facility PC, probably. But um, there was like certain guys who were doing time in the state. You know, back when uh, you know when I was doing time in eighties, nineties, and shit like that, right? Where you had dudes like it was a dude that his name was Mother Dearest. That's what they used to call him. He was very strange with the way he was raping people because it wasn't like he wanted ass. He used to tell dudes, "Yo, you handsome, I want to suck your dick." You know what oh I mean? wow! Either, either you throw it up, you know what I'm saying, or I'm throw your it. hands up, or I'm gonna suck your dick either way, right? And he would like fight niggas and knock them out and suck their dick, like. Wow. wow! Yeah, and it was like really, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's maybe he was. Wow. Was he? Was he? Right. Was he, was he, he has <laughs> to be gay. What's yeah, come on? Gay. You sucking dick? Come like, on, you sucking you dick? You fucking niggas to suck their dick? That's yeah. gay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> Let's be fucking real here. Like, yeah. <laughs> like you're literally yeah. fighting niggas to do this. Like, like, yeah. You know what, you know what? It's definitely, yes. Like, like definitely. he definitely is wild. Yeah, but they, they, yeah. they ended up jumping them and stabbing them up and throwing them off the chair and all that. Oh. Yeah, they, they killed What's them. The, what to you is like the craziest shit you ever seen? Yo, that was going to be my, one of my... What's the craziest shit you think you saw? What, in prison or in yeah. the world? Both. In prison. In prison. Right. Both of them. Both okay. of them. Both of them. Uh, let's see. In prison, I think the most craziest shit I've seen. I mean, what type of crazy? You talking about violent crazy or you talking about just crazy shit? Just Cause, some nutty ass shit that you probably would never see again. Because like, all right, you I got, guess you could say violent. Well, right. we could. You could share all the stories right. you like. Violent. Okay, violent. The most vicious violent attack I've seen was it was um. Uh, what jail was this? This was um in a federal prison. I think it was uh USP Hazleton I was in. Mm-hmm. Right? And um in this facility, you know, it's it's a USP, which is United States Penitentiary, you right. know, it's maximum security, you know, it's like a federal? lot of lifers, yeah. A lot okay. of you know, a lot of federal lifers and stuff like that. People you know? who don't have nothing to lose in their mind. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean you have a lot of dudes in there with a little bit of time, but just because of their record, they got to That's gotta what I'm go saying, they it. mind they think they don't got nothing to lose. Like, right, mm-hmm. yeah, you know. And there was a, a officer, right, who came from one of the mediums to work into a, a max. And his attitude was, you ain't supposed to have it, I'm taking it, 
right? Mm. But usually in the, the the penitentiaries, the maximum security facilities, they're a little bit more lenient because they know these dudes is not going home. Not going certain home. things they let them accumulate over what they're supposed to, mm-hmm. have, right? So stamps in the federal system is used as currency. A book of stamps is worth like ten dollars, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, you're only allowed to have three books of stamps, like, federal-wide. That's, like, your only possession is allowed to not go over three books, right? But, you know, if we use it as currency and dudes is hustling in there or whatever, you accumulate mad stamps. You can have dudes in there with 2,000, 3,000 books of stamps, you know what I mean? Because And they transfer it over to, you know, cash high or whatever they do. But the CO, he was searching the dude's locker. He took his stamps from him, you know, and left him with three. And, you know, again, in prison, dudes got their own world now. You know yeah, I mean? you can't so, do that. Money. Right. You just you know violated. I mean? And if someone owes, you know, people get dealt with for owing. You know what I'm saying? Like, people don't try to hear, yo, if you say you're going to pay Friday, Friday come, niggas come to collect. You don't got that shit. It's usually a fight right. or you're going to have hurt. to add some more onto that or something. Mm-hmm. You know what uh-huh. I mean? Because it's going to be a, a form of disrespect. Your word is really important in prison. A bond. Right? Yeah. So... The, the officer took the stamps from the dude. The dude went to talk to the officer. Yo, give me my fucking stamps back. You know what I mean? So he's like, you're not allowed to have them. It's in snap, whatever. So he said, well, you better call your, your captain and sergeant, somebody, because I want my fucking stamps, whatever, right? So he called the lieutenant, whatever lieutenant come over and try to explain to him and shit, you know, like, yo, you need to get that man back his stamps. And he's like, but that's not the rules, blah, 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 you know? Try to be a go-hard. Go-hard, get go-hard it on. Yeah, that's a fact. So then, you know... Dude wasn't trying to give it back. The the, the prisoner felt really offended, you know. So he said, I'm going to put in work on this CO. Uh, CO came walking out the office, right? He punched him in the face. Bow. As soon as he knocked him, like, back, he pushed him to the ground and pulled the knife out and started stabbing him. <gasps> really long knife, too. It was so long that when he was stabbing, you could hear it. Hitting the floor. floor. Oh, my pink. God. Pink. And he just kept hitting him. Pink. Pink. And I'm watching like, oh shit, let me go get my ice and shit, my hot water before they lock us in because like, yeah, that's we're gonna it. be locked in for, for, a minute. for, for rest, days. For yeah, days. For days, we're gonna be locked in. That guy died? Yeah, he, he died. Yeah, you know? Hitting the floor? The yeah. knife hitting the floor? He's yeah. done. Yeah. Probably you know off I mean? of one hit, he was done. But he, just he was hitting went, them all oh, in the chest too, so that's all lungs, heart. Yeah. Oh you know, my all, God. Yeah, you know what I mean? You see, this is, that's, that's not like, but I think, let me be real. You have to be jail. respectful. I think yeah. that respect goes up real high in prison. All right, so there was this study that happened or whatever where, um, where basically this this professor he took a class mm-hmm. and he split the class into two. Uh, half was inmates, yeah. Half was inmate. I mean, half he made inmates and half he made COs. And he said like the mentality that the that the students of inmates had where like you know they really were acting like criminals and mm-hmm. like the uh the COs really feel like they had so much power mm-hmm. over their classmates like these are people they see all the time and everything mm-hmm. like that or whatever so like being locked up it really takes a toll on you and like it could transform you like i've seen i remember even being the, a CEO, a show. that yeah. shit takes a toll what's on you what's that show mm-hmm. oh my god um no 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 it's some it's a it was a short series on HBO it's like this indian guy um basically oh, Fuck, I can't it was like a night to something. Uh, it was uh, like- uh. The, the 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 last night, damn. Yeah, it was right. Yeah, it was I like what the, it's called. the night after. The like, night after, I think the, it was I think called it was that. The night after. So basically, he went and chilled with this girl, and um, he went to chill with this girl, and he woke up, and I guess he was on drugs, had sex or whatever. Woke up, and the bitch was dead. Mm. 
And, like, he was just a college student. And, like, his parents, like, really worked hard. They were, like, immigrants from, like, India. Mm-hmm. And he was really just cat. a kind person. And he really was a kind person. And he was trying or whatever. And, like, he went through, he went to jail. And it was, like, a lot of things he was going through. He done shaved his head. It was a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And I watched this man, like, from the beginning of the movie. Transform. Really transform from somebody that was, like, really a, de- like, you know. Decent. Mm-hmm. Like, not yeah, even like, decent. Like, a kind human a being. Con- con- whatever else he did. He was just a you know what it person. was? No. He was he was one of those people like no good deed goes unpunished. Yeah, he was just giving out good deeds, not realizing that no matter how good you are as a person, that shit is gonna Even come back to fuck you. He was you. just trying to no. be a regular person, person and dead. niggas was fucking him over. But you gotta be on your bully in jail because yeah. this niggas on a bully. It's not because yep. you want to be like that or whatever. Mm-hmm. So do you feel like um, what do you? Because f- I feel like jail. They they said it was for reform, but it's really not. Like they're not it's conditioning. To they condition you to come the fuck back. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Like they're not doing things to help you. They put a record. They put you on. They give you um, a felony. They do all these things for you not to get a job when you come out. People they do everything. They hinder way, you. Even, it's even, hard for you to like even like even to get charged with anything. Back with society, it's so many things that they do. So I feel like. They don't. They set you up for failure by putting you in jail. I think the system in well, general you sets that? you up. Okay, now me personally, right? Because you've been through it, so you yeah. Know. I, mm-hmm. I, I, yes, I I understand the concept of penitentiary, mm-hmm. right? But it was initially created, you know, by by the um the comedians or the what Alexander renamed to the Egyptians, but um initially the penitentiary was a place that if you felt like you wronged somebody in your own community, you would go in the penitentiary and penitence right self mm. self-inflicted basically okay. you will go in there and repent keep yourself away from everybody for a while and get yourself in order get your mm-hmm. mind right and come back out when you felt you were ready to come back out right then you know the, the europeans the the western culture they took the penitentiary concept and said we're gonna f- force it on people mm-hmm. not you choose how long you stay in we'll tell you how long you're gonna stay in type shit mm-hmm. so that was where a lot of things went offbeat because sometimes a person could be in prison for a small amount of time and start to realize where they made fault and where they want to change. Right. It. But now they got fucking 12 more years to be in here, you know, mm-hmm. that. Some people could even know, notice the minute they do that shit, like, right. yo, I'm wilding. Like, yeah, I wilded. Made a mistake. I yeah. made a mistake. But you right. Know what? You know, but so it's like the sentence sometimes is is it overrides yeah this the situation and then so again like i understand the concept of you know um law and order i know that things have to have rules and things mm-hmm. have to have regulations because it makes sense but um prison itself the way it's designed today is not designed for reform not if, at like, all. Was that for a time? Because you was in, you've been in in different times, time frames. Yeah, I mean, like there was a time where it was kind of, sort of like reform. See, or? I don't think in our age, here's, here's not, thing, right? not in when our I, day and age. I don't, I don't think that, I don't think that the 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 system itself is definitely a failing system, right? Flawed. The way the way they have it designed today. But overall, see, the reform part has to come from self. Right? Mm. You got to decide. I got, I want, because all the opportunities for you to get your shit together is there. Mm-hmm. It's definitely there. That's true. But if you partake in it or not, it's another thing. Because you have the groups of dudes who come to jail and they just hit the gym, watch BT. No, look, shit, yeah. I'm talking about like the activity in okay. it, right? Because you got 
between uh, probably 8 a.m. in most jails, between 8 a.m. to about fucking 6 p.m., you know, or 4 p.m. To accomplish something. Right? You have all types of classes and programs, vocationals, all types of stuff available to you, Mm -hmm. right? But you got some, like, sometimes the system is against it and sometimes it's the peer situation, right? Because, like, in prison, a lot of dudes... uh, get caught up in the image of being in jail, right? Mm. So it's like they might end up hanging out with dudes even though they want to better themselves, but they'll hang out with the... Peer pressure. With the dudes that's not getting bothered or, <laughs> you know, the the, the the tougher, respected dudes. They end up being with one of them, you know, or, or, or being, like, around them so they could, you know, not be bothered, yeah. you know, and still be respected. But you still got to keep up that image within that group. Right. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? So if they're not, if they're not going to class and better themselves and stuff like that... Why would just, I go to class? Yeah. Right. Peer pressure, you like know? I said. So, like, I had issues, too, like, you know, being on an active crip at the time, you know, because I was still gangbanging. I'm inactive now, you know, but um, I used to be a member of um, Harlem. I'm still a member, but I'm just inactive. Inactive, right. But uh, as far as it goes, like, even with that, me being an artist and stuff like that, because I draw and I'm really good at it, you know, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to use this as my talent instead of going out there, you know, doing Do you what like I did. like that was like an outlet? Because you really could draw. Yeah, you thank you. Know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you use you for some things. Yeah, yeah. you know? <laughs> and, and, and again, like I said, even when I was a criminal, I was very cunning. I was always intelligent. You know, I was always well-spoken and everything. It's just that I got with the drama because I thought that's what it was. It's that was fun. Opinion. It's fun yeah. at the moment. Like Not as fun in the moment. It's definitely. Dating a nigga going back and forth to jail was it. And then I started being drained and a nigga draining me. Right. And then I got to wait to get on the train. I can't <laughs> wait because he got to call me at this time. He got one yeah, more phone call left. Yeah, just too much. Just, like, like, I right. just, it was me just, me yeah. just even having a friend that was in jail. It was just like, you know, I'm having, I'm in college, struggling college student. I need to put fucking money on my phone. Yeah. But, but you know what? Like, I really like that mm-hmm. was an outlet, though. Yeah, but, yeah, well, yeah, I, I mean, I took the opportunity. Okay. You mm-hmm. know, to, because I was saying to myself, damn, I got a hell of a fucking sentence. You know, I got way more than a decade to be in here. So I need to figure out what I'm going to be doing when I get out. So mm-hmm. I got to prepare for it, mm-hmm. you know? And that was one of the, the things I guess that was I was blessed to have that ability to think ahead, you know, mm. because even when I was a criminal, I used to think all types of ways that I was smart, the police and shit like that. Even if I was, I even planned if I got caught, how I would get out. You know, I've been a trial, I've been on trial in my life uh, twelve times. You know, I've lost uh, twice. Mm-hmm. You know, so I beat the system ten times. You know what I mean? Based off of thinking ahead. Okay. You know what I mean? So. Overall, that mentality is what saved me to think ahead and say, all right, when I get out, I got to get out and have a whole new game plan. It's going to be a new society. The rules is definitely going to change with the streets. I, I see the dudes coming in. Their mentality was way different from us. Like, mm-hmm. the dudes today, you'll see a young dude today that's in his 20s and shit standing on the corner tomorrow. Yo, let me get a quarter. Yo, let me get a dollar. And it's like, yo, what the fuck? You an able-bodied young nigga. Like, why? Do your yeah, thing. Yeah. Like, yo, this generation is definitely different. Like, you see it and you just like... 
wow, like this is where we've come to. Like this is like what happened. They don't even care how they look like, at all. You're looking yeah. crazy. Presentable, nothing. I like, seen a dude sagging, and he had the the darkest shit stain ever. And he's yeah, sagging. like that's crazy. <laughs> it's like yo, come on, get yourself that's together. And not, and not only that, it's just like I feel it like it comes from home. It Let's definitely comes from like definitely people definitely are like people are just home. having and kids, but they're not really parents. Just, even even mm-hmm. thinking about like him talking about like the even system. though you felt like right. your like you felt like your parents when you grew up you feel like it was you know you were exposed to a lot of criminal things or whatever they shaped you in some way maybe it may mm-hmm. not have been in a way that you right. may have felt like it may have not been ideal but there's mm-hmm. people that get the, no shaping get no shaping this, exactly. yeah, whatsoever this that, like, you know? and that and that's something that I was I've been listening I've been listening to a lot of books or whatever <clears> and it just talks about like like how tra- childhood trauma like really leaks into like your adult Over, life yeah. and you do stuff and you're like why the fuck do I do this and you're like yeah you have two to, months you have two to months old if your parents ne- neglect you at too much old that shit is affecting you until you're 20 yeah. what that's the true. fuck like yeah. yo like and and that's the thing about like people who don't realize like yo this shit comes from above and down like yeah. if you guys don't the correct it and everything. like can I? I know we're talking about like you know upbringing. Mm-hmm. I wanted to talk a little bit about your mom. Yes, mm-hmm. I did. She was in the Black Panthers, and mm-hmm. we're very pro black, pro black here. Like, yeah. we don't play the fucking game. No. Yeah, we mm-hmm. aren't. So, like, no. um, like how was she involved? Yes, in the, the black. I mean, well, her and my father was you know initially involved with the uh, the black spades and the savage skulls and all of those things, right? And then the New York uh, chapter of the Black Panthers, you know, came about. And my mother and father was like, you know, getting involved with that situation. But I was really young then, you know, I was like four, you mm-hmm. know, and they was just learning about stuff. And um, I asked, you know, a few questions about back then. And my mom told me that, yeah, we had to fight for a lot of stuff because they was really disrespecting our rights and stuff like that. That you know? ass. So, and I don't blame her. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Thank no, her. for real. Because Thank like, her. For real. I feel like we're in a day and age where people just want to be equal. They want to be equal so bad that it just doesn't matter what they have to lose just to be equal. And I feel like one of our biggest mistakes was trying to be integrated. Like, you know what I'm Yo, I was dead ass talking about that last night. trying to integrate and try to, like, you know, conform to, like, whatever people thought that we were supposed to be or trying to live up to, like... The, the ideal of, I guess, the European standard of what we should be and how we should act or whatever. Hmm. So I feel like we kind of lost that a little I bit. Think, I think that happened, right, from the, the more caring souls, right, that were being oppressed, they just wanted to get along. Yes, you know? grace. So, right. People who are going to church, right. religious people, because, I, and I agree with you because... I have moments where I feel like that, like, yo, I just don't want to fucking deal with this shit right now. But then sometimes you're just like, yo, I'm going to just fight because, you know what, these bitches is trying me. Like, right. <laughs> like let's be real, because they say this too. Like, you know, we went to HBCU whatever, and they, they've had studies that literally say, like, black people thrive way better in in schools that are predominantly black, whether it's middle school, Film college, way more whatever. Like, you feel confident because you got to deal with, like, people... You got to deal with a lot of shit just being black, period. Mm. So now you got to deal with being black in an area where there's nothing but white people. So you trying to like, are you trying to fit in? Gabrielle Union said it best. 
She said it. She said she said she regrets doing certain things because she was just like, yo, like I was just trying to be accepted. Like we were just trying to be the posh black people. Like right. we were trying to be the black people that everybody loved. And it's just like, fuck being the black person that everybody loves. I don't even fucking like your ass. Like, <laughs> see, I, I think that when it comes when it comes to uh, acceptance and stuff like that, I think there's a lot of confusion going on mm-hmm. with with the whole situation. I mean, because. It's not really black and white. It's really more mindset of the people, period. Because mm-hmm. you have white people, right, who love the black culture and every aspect of it and will live and die dealing with that versus their own culture. Right. Right? And you have... Rachel Dossier. Yeah. That's how you say it. No, because I feel like white people, they love our rhythm, but they don't like our blues. And Paul Mooney said it best. Like, I think want some the good of them shit do, but everyone. It. But if you really, Jane Elliott, she does studies with black people, white people all the time. When they, she asks their asses to raise their fucking hand, when they say, would you be black in America? Nobody raises, raises their, their hand, fucking hand. hand. Mm-hmm. Nobody True. ever raises their fucking hand. Nobody wants to be black in America mm-hmm. because they know it is a fucking struggle. But it's cool to want to talk like us. Nobody wants so to be black. Like, not in, not only in America, anywhere. Yeah, that's like, true. But there's not the American. Let's hear his perspective. My my perspective on that, right, okay. as far as what's, what it's like to be black in America or whatever, right? Again, I think that's a, a, a heavy, a heavy push indoctrination, mm-hmm. right? And when I say that, I mean that if you're constantly seeing it happening to you and you feel like you're being placed in a situation where everything's against you and it's the it the the it's the media pushing it, social media, everything's pushing that you're the 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 person that's lowest on the totem pole. Right. Right. Okay. Subconsciously a lot of other people pick that stuff up and believe it. And since they don't want to go through issues because every race gets bothered, right? Asians, white yeah, people. Anybody that's not white. Right? Yeah, everybody, every but minority. Listen, How about even, that? Even the white people. The like, poor ones. Listen, though. even look, the white people. I, are, I even say that. White listen, people are even savage to their own fucking listen, people. Yeah. Like, right. <laughs> they're savage to everybody. Listen, they don't it, have a fucking. Look, when you, when you really think about this thing in life, really, me personally, I believe that it's really about good spirited people. And bad spirited people because mm-hmm. you could be in any race and you can have a great heart or a bad heart. Okay. It all depends on okay. what energy you're harboring. Now, as far as when you when you look at the we we get a they kind of like try to brainwash us into believing that you know white people are in a better position than black people, mm-hmm. right? But when you ask the average white person why they don't like the black people, right, who's racist, they usually tell you because black people be having all this fucking money, throwing money all around in the cameras and then dispersing on their fucking riches. They wear new clean sneakers all the time. My sneakers been fucking dirty for six months. But every time you see a black guy, he got fresh new we, shit they're on. They're always on welfare. Right? They right. take all the welfare. Look, but look, they, 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 they say we, we get all the shows. We got affirmative action. We got all the fucking cars available to us because we're black and they don't like it, right? Mm-hmm. They feel like we we we're we're getting advantages because we're black. But let's right? But now watch this. No but let, let finish. I'm let just finish. saying from their perspective, right? When you look at it, if you do see us culturally Black people stay fresh. We stay yeah. fresh, right? <laughs> but why we stay fresh? Right? Why do we stay fresh? I mean, fresh? We, we do that because we're, 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 we're buying our self-esteem, really. Yeah. We, that ass. You know what I mean? But they That's don't see fact. that. Right? But overall, in their eyes, they saying they can afford it somehow, and we fucking can't. These motherfuckers get rich off of fucking rapping. That's how they act. Hey, rapping and make yeah. all his fucking millions. You know, he only doing is talking on a record. I and mean, like, it's nothing. Like, they don't, they think it's like, 
it's like we're getting too much shit effortlessly. A lot of us don't work and be up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> Never struggle. <laughs> you know? So we gotta find a way around shit. Well, that, that's that's what they don't realize. Well, but but when they look at that though, from their perspective, they're like, yo, we gotta go through look, they get mad. One time you had all these white people complaining that the dudes that they sent to prison was getting free college classes, right? And they like, well, I gotta bust my ass. And this dude bust, break the law and he get a college class, he come up with a PhD. This is so unfair. They just think that we got all the the luck when it's like from their perspective of the ones that's living regularly, mm -hmm. right? But there's a person, there's there's a people above all of this that controls the media in a way that we see things. Absolutely, think, right? the ten percent, right? Mm -hmm. Right, not even ten. It's, it's two. It's actually two. The ten percent is really the bloodsuckers of the poor. The ten percent is the people who know the truth the and know the real shit, and they just using using yes. the profit. The, the two. I'm sorry. It's the two percent of the million. The the two percent of the seven percent. The seven billion people on the earth. Right. Right. do that shit right the crazy you know? part is it's so insane that's what that that's there what are people, squid games and is. i'm not saying there's nothing wrong with people having a lot of money mm -hmm. but i just think to there's no way that you get a certain amount of money without raping the efforts and 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 the raping the efforts of somebody who doing would something never be able unmorally to touch that like you know what i'm saying like for example like with jeff bezos like you think he his no re, no way he got to this point without stepping on people his workers are mad they get you know what i'm saying like i think that's why his wife left him i don't know about all that but yeah i just you know, his wife left him because she didn't believe in him in the beginning she didn't think the company was going to take off because her whole complaint was that she's like, this is a stupid ass idea. Why do you want to build a but company? She back Listen, him, but she said, she said that it was a stupid ass idea, right? That he wants to build a fucking company that delivers stuff for other companies, right? And she was like, there's already a whole postal service. Like, this is dumb. And then when the money wasn't turning over in the beginning, that's what made her give up on him. Like, you know, this shit is stupid. I'm out of here. You know what I mean? But she didn't see the grind that was going to take to get to that point. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, Jeff Bezos, his his thing is still different too because he grinded from nothing too. He ain't have shit. Like he didn't. But when people get to a certain level, they have they to forget. step on people. Oh, they have. I mean, to you step forget on and you step on people because that doesn't matter to you anymore. You're in a different. It's topic. not even about mattering to you. You can't. It can't matter to you. Right. If you that's can't, the thing. that's the it's not thing. that it doesn't matter. If you can't matter, and that's that's why there's a certain level of fame that I don't want to ever acquire because I don't okay. want to have to step on mm -hmm. people mm -hmm. to get to where I want. I want to be comfortable, but I don't want to be able to. I don't want to have to step on you to get to where I want to go. Here's the thing, right? About maintenance. Right. Once you get to a certain level of structure, stardom, and 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 uh financial standards, there's going to be a level of maintenance that you're going to have to not care about so much mm -hmm. stuff because it will bleed you and will put you right back at the bottom. You know, That's if you true. really want to be on it's top, true. you're going to have to turn cold to certain things. You know, you're going to have to find another way to give in another aspect, but you're going to have to turn cold to just like, for example, uh, when you, when, when a person first started start uh gaining status in entertainment for uh like hammer for for example right he was a, a artist that blew up really quick in the 90s right and had all these millions bought a 20 million dollar house and put his whole team on and everybody's like looking to eat off him and he's feeding everybody and then that next project came out and didn't do those numbers then the same people that he was doing all this help for ended up suing mm -hmm. him and they 
bankrupt mm-hmm. him. That all the people he took out the hood sued him jointly. But let's be real. Let me be real with that. Mm-hmm. The reason why, and this is this goes back to like how we are raised. Like you know what I'm saying? Like get greedy. No, like people like. You're not supposed to help somebody to the point where you are left with nothing. You're supposed to help them to a point where you can help them at. Now, if you get to a certain point where you can help them and put them on, cool. But you're not supposed to help somebody and go broke with them and now y'all but back we, at square one. we talking about one. people who don't have financial literacy. Like, and that's, that's what, what I'm saying. saying. We don't have that as a community. We do not have We that. don't have that. And, that's, and, it, starts, and, that's, and that's, it all starts from young. It all starts from young. It, it starts definitely, from young. And it also starts from... What we push to each other too, though. That's true. Because like, you know, a lot of times I realized in life, a lot of times people be having conversations. Like sometimes I'm having conversations with people, and then later on, where um, I go to confirm some stuff, and they didn't really grasp what I was saying to them before. But because of lots of times embarrassment, <laughs> like some t- some people be embarrassed, embarrassed to say that I don't know what you're talking about, so they just go, okay, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, and agree with you. That's right? true. And then you know, there's a lack you know, uh, mm-hmm. understanding in this situation. And then when this happens, this happens so often, so many times people, you know, will be in a, a, a prime opportunity, a prime opportune moment to... to Ask a to, question. Right. And they don't ask the and question. Go, That's true. Right. And then you have a lot of people who who have a lot of arrogance, especially us. Like as, as far as our culture goes, it's full of arrogance, right? Full of it. Right, you know, because well, okay. we 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 do have a lot of belief in our abilities to do shit, right? So, with that said, sometimes with the arrogance, right, people will like overlook learning all they need to learn about something, and they will move forward just doing it. <laughs> you know, so what I mean? true. And it's like, nah, I could do <laughs> it's this. So I, funny. That know, is it, so. That's so true. Like, even like in like even in like certain situations, I'll ask my friends like, yo, questions and like, you don't know the answer. I mean, I'm asking a fucking question. Like, right. you you can't you Yo, can't no, no, have no, no. that existence when you when you want to. That, that is true, though. I feel like um, a lot of people are scared to ask certain things. Like, for example, like when I talk to certain friends, they be like, "Oh, like you be acting like a journalist. You always want to know all these extra things." It's like. Bitch, no question I is stupid. Know. What yeah. the fuck? Like, no what's question wrong is with stupid. Like, right. you feel me? no question is stupid, There's and that's something. Wrong. This, I'm so glad that I was raised like no question is stupid. Just fucking ask the question. Even if you make me feel stupid for asking the question, I'm glad I know now. Yeah. But see, here's the thing. You see what you see what just took place, though, right? People will try to make you feel stupid, stupid. for asking. Dead ass. And this is what stops people from learning mm-hmm. because on a grand scale, no one wants to be the oddball out. You know what I mean? Everybody wants assumption is the acceptance. biggest problem. Right. Assumptions. Okay. But yeah. look, I'm not gonna lie. We gotta wrap up. This was like mm, really great. Mm-hmm. Um. But I wanted to ask you one thing. Um, I wanted to ask you two things. But the first thing I wanted to ask was, do you feel, what do you feel is your transformation? Because I feel like even though you went to jail, it doesn't. It doesn't exude off of you. Like, yeah, like, it's not like, like oh, that's not your mentality. Like, right. Yeah, it, does, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like that. So what do you, how do you feel like you have come to this place where jail didn't make you? Okay, well. Again, I believe that that was my journey of self-discovery that mm-hmm. actually put me in a better position okay. and my determination to not go back in there and fall victim to this situation because like, I realized in life, in general, all the stuff that I was breaking the law to do and all that hard work I was putting in to break the law, I could have did the same thing with not breaking the law. 
right? Because the reality kicked in that everything is a hustle. If a motherfucker can sell water, socks, whatever the fuck he can Everything's sell. Everything's a hustle. You know, product is a product. You know, all you got to do is know your supply and demand, you know, figure out your marketing strategy with it or whatever. And it's really the same fucking principles. When I was selling crack, I knew that my market was over here in the hood, you know, and I knew that uh, the supply and demand was at this level. I knew that I had to purchase this much to bag up that much to generate this much. It's like the same principalities. It's just, so once you get to that point of determination, where you go, all right, well, let me direct my attention in another form of hustling and figure that one out and perfect that one out mm-hmm. and change that. Now, as far as my personality, um, I did I did pick up a lot of jail things that, that are still there that I'm still working with. Like, I can't stand nobody standing behind me because I feel like they're going to try to cut me. Mm-hmm. It, it's just an energy that I get now because I've been through it so much. I got scars PT- on my face, been stabbed. PTSD. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I realized, yeah, but definitely normal. But um, I consciously make an effort not to let jail things show. So it's because I'm being aware. This makes things different. Whereas some people go through traumas and go through life and don't try to do no self discovery or or, or Just doing the same thing over and over again. Right. You know, they get caught back up in the same place. What's mm-hmm. called a hypnotic rhythm. You know, it's called insanity. Right. <laughs> like, but um. I, I I think my turning point really was me having a daughter, right? Mm. And my little girl, you know, when I went to jail, when I went to the feds, right? She was uh she was a few weeks old. You know what I mean? So it was like, damn, I just left a little girl out there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, it's different to leave a little boy out there. I mean, cuz boys grow up without their pops on the regular. You know what I'm saying? But when a girl grows up without a father, it's something different because, you know, it, it could be traumatic. It could fuck her up with the dudes she interact with, especially if the mother doesn't show her the right dudes to interact yeah. with. You gone. That's you know what I'm saying? Right? So that was, like, something that was keeping me sane and keeping me f- from not losing myself, like, saying, all right, because I wanted to be wild, you know? I wanted to continue with the wild behavior, but I was like, if I do that, I'll never make it home to her. You know, and by the time I come home, she'd be a grown woman who don't need me and then probably done been with a whole bunch of dickheads. You know what I'm saying? She'd have probably been all fucked up, you know? So I think my why was the thing that brought me through, mm. you know? Whereas if a person doesn't find a why or a reason for for shaping, Existing, yeah, yeah. you know, then you can you can get caught up in anything. You that's know? definitely, you know what, that's a word. That's and, true. And I just want to plug this book in because I'm reading it right now and it's mm. really fucking good. What Happened to You by Oprah Winfrey and I can't remember his name, Dr. Perry. He's a Perry. His last mm. name is Perry. Mm. It's a really fucking good book. And it talks about like childhood trauma, and how it pours over into your real life and mm. how like, you know, how you heal from it and how like, eat, like, like I'm saying up to two months old, like that mm. shit could really like change your entire life. It's just different. Like when I'm listening to it, I'm like, yo, this is why this person acts like this. You start thinking about your friends and you're like, yo, damn, like mm-hmm. trauma goes so deep. Nah, it does. I, I definitely agree with that. Trauma, um, trauma definitely goes deep. But I want you to, so since we're at the end, mm-hmm. I want you to plug yourself in. Yes, you know, your businesses, anything. anything. Okay. Um. Well, my Instagram is o dot g dot underscore k l i c l a k. My name is O G Clicklack. Clicklack is one word. Um, my birth name is Russell Harrington. You can find me on Facebook under that name. You know, um, R U double S E double L H A double R I N G T O N. Um, 
I customize sneakers, leather Ooh, jackets. Oh, I like um, that. I do murals. I'm getting ready to launch a site. Um, my site is going to be Mr. 101's because I'm one of one. Um, I'm my mama's and my father's only son. I grew up on Amsterdam on the 101 line. Damn. You know, so everything that's, about it that's a that's yeah. a good that's a significant you know and you know he's and, a leo so yeah he's one of one <laughs> you and already know everything i draw or design on clothing i only do one of one i don't do duplicates or nothing so anything Damn, i create for you, you i like one. that you know what i mean and, um, and he could really draw though. It's not like it's like. Oh, and if Akila's saying that she's definitely mm-hmm. saying yeah, some facts, because you like, know I don't. You know, I kept this to so, myself. So, you know, I, you know I, I, I kind of like I'm you know. I'm trying to make just, you feel a little good, but yeah. no, he could really draw though. Like I'm not yeah. gonna hold you or whatever. So, um, Mr. One on One. So when Mr. you come out with your stuff, we'll we'll plug you in. We'll plug you in. We'll definitely. Sure. Plug you and I wish you would have told you. I wish I would have known you drone before. I would have been like, yo, bring some pictures. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, you could have. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, you that's know. That's true. We could, th- you know. We could throw some, we could throw some more on it. And like, yeah. If you like his work, you want right. to plug anything in? Yeah. Um, the only thing I want to plug in is our Instagram. Make sure you guys follow us. Make sure you guys like, subscribe at Her Juices Podcast. Thank you for the comments that we've been getting. We've been yeah, seeing we y'all. Like, we've been seeing y'all. Um, and just make sure you follow OG Click Clack and keep tuning in because, you know, we got some shit coming. Um, also, one thing I want to plug in, my sister, she's here behind the scenes. Though. Yes. Yeah, she got a few songs down. Okay. We went to her show yesterday or whatever. Um, and her her Instagram is, you can follow her at Mika Femme. It's M-I-K-A underscore F-E-M-M. So, yes. Hey to my good sis. Love you, sis. Um, and make sure burning ash always. Yeah, burning ash is always. Or, always. always. Burning ash is always. Yeah, smoking paraphernalia needs. We got you, Monica. Everything. Perfect papers. Later. Later, y'all. Peace.